0: Well, coming up on the show today, we are going to take a closer look at some of the key regional issues that have been identified by Metro Vancouver. The Metro Vancouver Board of Directors has put that list together. And Sav Dollywall, who is the chair of that board, is going to join us in the second hour of the program. Right now, though, it is time for Richard's report. We join Richard Zussman, global online journalist based in Victoria, every day at this time. Good afternoon to you.
1: Good afternoon, Jill. How are you doing? Very well. How about yourself? Good. <laughs> Excellent. Platform out today from the Liberals. Debate coming up tonight. Lots of exciting things going on. I'm,
0: I'm glad you said exciting because I watched the platform release this morning and I don't know that exciting is the word I would use to explain it, but, but I did enjoy, I don't think it was you, somebody asked the question, finally said, what exactly is new here? So what was new that right. was announced today?
1: Yeah, and if you listen to Andrew Wilkinson, uh, I'm not sure the word exciting is what you would describe either. You know, this is a guy who has had a really tough campaign, especially the last few days, and he seemed completely and totally deflated And you raise a good point, like how, when the leader doesn't look excited, should voters be excited? And so, you know, all the major commitments have basically already been promised, Uh, subsidized childcare, getting rid of the PST for a year, uh, infrastructure spending, including the Massey replacement, uh, opening up ICBC uh, for competition, you know, cracking down on tent cities while also providing uh, support for policing around mental health supports. All of that has been announced, but there were a few new things in terms of the six day plan so i'll go through a few of the things the liberals brought up that they want to do in the first 60 days i think the big one for a lot of people uh, would be if the liberals were elected uh, they would immediately launch a province-wide framework for hybrid and online learning options at schools to deal with the pandemic that's something that uh, the ndp were criticized over in terms of being inflexible and moving slowly on that and the bctf have been calling for you know greater learning options for the entire province Uh, also a new economic response plan uh, to create jobs that's something they would put in place in 60 days reviewing all taxes in a fair tax commission but one of the things that's been pointed out to me is you know you're not going to tell British Columbians before they vote what taxes you're going to change or who you're going to tax in order to cover deficits I think voters are going to have a hard time with that a little bit uh, in terms of changes and then one of them which is a A promise that trying to just grasp onto something is banning the calls of elections during provincial states of emergency. You know, the situation we are in this time around is so unique. But Wilkinson is trying to put this no doubt in the platform to try to remind people that they are angry about the fact we are in the midst of an election in the midst of a pandemic.
0: I I thought that was interesting. You're right that he he kind of led with that to saying that there would be changes made as far as calling those snap elections.
1: Yeah, and it only really qualifies when there's a state of emergency. And, you know, Jules, we know there haven't been very many of these states of emergencies in our history. So it would largely be sort of a statement if he forms government uh, as a sort of final cherry on the top of saying, you know, John Horgan, uh, you dummy, you called an election in a pandemic and I showed you. And I'm going to change the law now so no one else can do it. But... Uh, based on the polls we're looking at today. We're a long ways away from the idea of Andrew Wilkinson forming a government here in British Columbia.
0: Uh, we'll talk about polls in a second. I just wanted to ask you as well, because uh, in the the slew of the email that come out every day of promises and different news releases, uh, one that caught my eye uh, was the the location has now been announced. The NDP saying, uh, if elected, that the second medical school would be at the SFU Surrey campus, which I've got to think would be a huge huge news for the city of Surrey if that was to happen.
1: Yeah, and I think some disappointment, no doubt, here in Victoria. But, you know, Surrey has been an important part. The NDP are really gunning for that Surrey Cloverdale seat. Uh, Mike Starchuk, former fireman, city councillor, running for the NDP there against Marvin Hunt, the Liberal incumbent, and the NDP believe that riding is very much in play for them. They are also looking to hold on uh, to the three additional seats they won in 2017. So yes, it's a big commitment. It's a big commitment to Surrey. Also will play very well in Langley, which is an area that with conservative candidates there is surprisingly becoming part of the conversation as a place where the NDP could potentially pick up strong Holds that the liberals have held for a long, long time. So I think it's a really interesting announcement that the medical school would go there in Surrey because it would attract, you know, the sort of talent and skill that they have been working to attract to Surrey, starting with Mayor Diane Watts, all the way through, you know, the Christy Clark government worked with Surrey, and now John Horgan is making a commitment uh, to making that a vibrant community with a lot of opportunities for the citizens there.
0: All right, let's talk about those poll numbers. And again, as we know, polls uh, can uh, not be a true reflection of voter intent, but uh, there's some new numbers out today.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it, though, is consistency here, right? So Ipsos has done a number of polls for Global News. And for the second straight poll in the election campaign, we are seeing the NDP lead by 18 points over the Liberals. And Often in elections here in B.C. And, and and most places in Canada, you see the polls tightening as people start reading the platforms and meeting the leaders and seeing the debate and seeing the conversation and engaging, whereas here, that gap is not shrinking. It is maintaining 18 points, which would be a massive majority government for the NDP. And yes, polls don't always tell the story. But when you look closely at the numbers, you can see a lot of positive signs for John Horgan. The electorate thinks he is the best person to manage every single issue, except for environment and climate change, which the electorate believes, Sonia First Know and the Greens. That means they believe Horgan is better on economy and jobs than the Liberals. their bread and butter. They believe he's better on health care. They believe he's better on COVID-19. They believe he's better on education. And then you look at the other breakdowns regionally. He's winning in every region, including the Interior And Northern British Columbia, again, something we've never seen from the NDP or or not in a long, long time, we've never seen that. On gender breakdown, yes, we know the NDP traditionally does better with women. But we've never seen the NDP do this well with women. Plus, they are the favorite of men as well in the province by an overwhelming majority. So, you know, all of these signs point to the fact that unless we see something massive in the debate tonight at 630 that suddenly switches people's minds around what they think of Andrew Wilkinson, this is a guy who seemingly is dealing with the last few weeks of his uh, leadership of the Liberals, because if these results hold, it would be very hard for him to hold on to that job. So many things have gone wrong, especially over the last few days with these uh, this controversy around sexism and, and Jane Thorntwaite And uh, it's it's baffling how the Liberals have dealt with all of this.
0: Uh, what did you think of the apology this morning?
1: I thought in many ways his comments were appalling. And I think Jane Thorntwaite made a mistake. And she made some very sexist comments and has apologized for that. And it doesn't make it okay, but she has come out and taken responsibility. And for Andrew Wilkinson to come out today and take very little personal responsibility himself and to blame it almost solely on Jane Thorntwaite and saying that she should be embarrassed and that it was appalling, but never actually explain properly why, if he was so appalled and so embarrassed, why did not he stop it? You know, why didn't in the midst of all of this at one breath, he says, well, I didn't want to embarrass Rolf Seltan. When the other breath, he said, Rolf Sultan was clearly very embarrassed by this. It can't be both ways. So I think the way that he spoke about Jean Thornwaite will make it very hard for her to be in a caucus with him uh, without him truly being able to accept his responsibility. He laughed at the jokes. He didn't step in. He's never even spoken to her about it until the video came out on Saturday. And his answer to that, To me as well, Jill was a bit crazy. He said, oh, Jane knew it was terrible what she did, so I didn't need to speak to her about it. Well, Mm. that's like when your child misbehaves and you want to try to correct their behavior. Are you going to tell them what they did is wrong or are you just going to let them know that they did something wrong? I think most parents would probably think that it's an opportunity to learn from it and have a conversation and move forward together. And I think there's a lot of failure in leadership here from Andrew Wilkinson somehow making a bad issue for him for anyone who listened to a press conference this morning even worse
0: all right and on a bit of a lighter note you mentioned the debate i know people will be tuning in here as well as on global tv you talked earlier about your bingo cards because if you're going to watch a 90 minute debate you want to have a little bit of fun
1: (laughs) you sure do and so we got the bingo cards and i'm getting a web story up soon i hope about if you're going to have some wine or some cider or some beer, you can do it election-themed by pairing it up with some of the big swing riding. So especially in Metro Vancouver, you know, you're thinking Vancouver Falls Creek, where the NDP has their eye on it with Brenda Bailey against liberal Sam Sullivan. Maybe go grab a Steamworks beer. Uh, the Pumpkin Ale is out right now, and we're in this rare fall election. If you're thinking Richmond-Queensboro, you know, Jaz, Joe Hull, the NDP are trying to desperately hold on. Aman Singh. Uh, is a human rights lawyer running for the NDP. There are some great Fuggles and Warlock beers, uh, including the Mango Wit. And one really interesting tie is in Coquitlam Burke Mountain, which is one of the um, big swing ridings, the closest race last time around. Joan Isaacs, the incumbent for the Liberals, running against Finn Donnelly, a star candidate. Mariner Beer is in that riding. And what makes it even more interesting is one of the part owners. Wim van der Zamp, the son of the former <laughs> premier. So, all of the politics ties in with the beer. If you're a wine drinker, uh, Couch and Valley, where Sonia first knows in a tough race, has lots of great wines. You can get those all over Metro Vancouver. And then, obviously, Boundary Similkameen, so a Soyuz uh, and uh, the Similkameen Valley wine country for so many fantastic wines from there i'm looking at a barche brothers rosé right now that i will include in the article so if you're a wine drinker those two swing ridings are two great wine spots in the province and then ciders some in courtney comox a great cider uh raven's moon that was a close riding last time and left field cider is in the riding of fraser nicola uh which again jackie taggart from the liberals desperately trying to hold on as the NDP are, are poised to take that one as well so Think about your selections if you're going to have a drink politically uh, (laughs) as you try to enjoy the debate tonight.
0: All right. Sounds good. I look forward to seeing uh, that online article, Richard.